Super Talk Mississippi media production. What if everyone was turning their head to look at you with a brand new Flowmaster exhaust system from Exhaust Pro in Macomb on Georgia Avenue? Cruise in style with Exhaust Pro of Macomb on Georgia Avenue. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Ah, yes. It's nice to be back in the studio, but it's awfully nice to be able to say thank you very, very much to our dear friends at Gaddis and McLaurin and, of course, to Bob for making sure all of those things worked out together. Appreciate very much, Gary, getting the road show going. And I couldn't couldn't possibly have imagined how many terrific people were going to show up. I know you wanted to see me, but on the other hand, the Bonnie plant truck probably got a lot of folks' interest as well, and that was fun. I did get plants myself. We had a wonderful time at Gaddis and McLaurin last Saturday. Anytime you can, you should go to Bolton and go and see them because it's a great store, wonderful folks, and they got everything. So thanks to them. Appreciate Ken being here the week before. As I said last week, I can't do it without Ken, um, and, and I really do appreciate him filling in for me in the end of March so that I could go and become a mother-in-law again, which is, to me, one of the neatest things in the world. Um, Red in Ridgeland has already weighed in today because he weighed in with Rebecca yesterday, and I just joined in on the conversation. We were talking a little bit about what's growing and what we're doing. Um, he just got some English daisies. Have you all grown those? I think they're beautiful. I hope that you will be interested. We can hear about it. I'd love to know what flowers, what vegetables, what you're up to this, may I say, last really cold weekend of the uh, 2022 season. Well, I can say that. It may not be true, but I can say it. Those of us who have already um, begun the the spring to late to summer garden really do hope that this is the last one. The good news is when you grow in containers, as I mostly do, you can always cover them up. Plus, when there's a nice sunny day like yesterday, I didn't have to worry about my tomatoes and peppers in their big containers because those containers absorb lots of sunshine around their base all during the day yesterday. So they have the opportunity to stay warm overnight. They're fine. I went out and looked at them today. No catastrophes. But let me know what you're doing. Yeah, that's right. That's why I'm here. I'm Garden Mama. I love to talk about plants, particularly yours, sometimes mine. Sometimes the ones down the street, sometimes the ones we'd like to keep, sometimes the ones we'd like to get rid of, Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. That's the Super Talk call line. I'd love to have you there. And, of course, the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395, always welcomes you to weigh in. Sometimes with things that I can talk about and sometimes things that would be best left unsaid. This is really great. Um um, I'm, I, I, Greg and Nettleton has to start with a joke, and that's a good one. I appreciate it. It's a cold temperature joke, and it's funny, but I, I can't I can't deliver it as well as you. That's a good one. Let's see. Bill's in Poplarville. His mustard greens are seeded. That looks pretty. Um, yeah, they're just about there. I'm in the case of your mustard seeds when they're green like the, I see them on here now. They're not quite ready to harvest, and 
unless it got cold enough in Poplarville, which I doubt, for them to actually fall off. My suggestion is to wait just another couple of days. It's going to be very warm tomorrow, and they'll probably start to color up. You would like to grab them. It's essentially... Um, clip the stems off right as you begin to see them turn because when you clip the stems off with all these beautiful seeds on them then you can put them into something so that when they fall off they don't fall off all over the yard they fall off where you can collect them okay so they're just about ready not quite but just about i like the idea of that um it it sometimes is necessary and of course sometimes is not to save your own seeds but it is a fun practice and something to see if how it's working there are lots of things in bloom um, driving in my neighborhood in central Mississippi in zone solid zone eight. It is wisteria weekend. Holy moly. You can see now how that <clears throat> aggressive vine. And I say that meanly because I have been aggressed on by wisteria. <laughs> I think I just made up a verb, but um, there, there, it's a it, it is a really hard one to deal with if it gets where you don't want it to be. It is, however, beautiful, fragrant, and a lovely, lovely plant. American wisteria will not do that. It is as, it's just as lovely, but it's not as popular because it's not as abundant. And quite frankly, the imported one is is a lovely plant. It just gets. It comes up everywhere. So you have to be careful with where you plant it or where you let it stay. <laughs> Maybe that's even better. I have a little bit of um, bragging to do because anytime somebody from the South does really, really well, I feel good. Anybody from my home state of Louisiana does real good, I feel even better. Jean-Baptiste, of course, um, won five Grammy Awards this last week. And his speeches are always worth quoting to me. This time he said, the creative arts are subjective and they reach people at a point in their lives when they need it most. I think the same thing is true of gardening. What do you think? Welcome in. Let's talk to Dave from West Point. What's on your mind today? Thanks for calling. Okay, I've got three questions for you. All One of them, can you explain the uh, heirloom and hybrid? Like if you got a hybrid tomato, and say it's a better boy and Marion, but that's what they made the hybrid out of. Mm-hmm. The seeds out of that uh, hybrid, will they go back to the heirloom? Well, they'll they they will go back to one of the parents most of the time, and that may or may not have been an heirloom. Just depends on what was used to breed that. In the case of Better Boy, there's a boatload <laughs> of parents. <laughs> Sounds a little odd, but because it was so so specifically selected as it was bred, you you don't know what you'll get from the seed. And sometimes, for example, um, Sweet 100 Cherry Tomatoes, that's a hybrid, but because it's been there so long, when you seed it, you save those seeds, you still get Sweet 100 Cherry Tomatoes, even though their, their genetic background is different. Sometimes in the case of a better boy, you'd get the better boy, but you wouldn't always. And it's hard to know. I don't know who all of its parents are. The, the title of Heirloom Tomato is generally given to those it used to be more than 50 years uh, introduced more than 50 years ago it's probably a little longer ago than that now because that would make better boy an heirloom but it means that they are open pollinated that is to say they are they are in fact going to produce the same seed the next time that's why they were heirlooms because they could be collected 
And so we have, we think about purple Cherokee, we think about Brandywine, you know, there are a lot of really good heirloom tomatoes that we still grow today. But some of them have just become part of a breeding program. Maybe they had a particularly sweet taste, but their skin was too thin to ship. So the breeder may have picked up that one, that quality, and put it into another tomato that they could ship. But the, the heirloom might or might not return in the seeds and might may or may not. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. Oh, and I've good. got some plants. I planted in uh, 12-ounce styrofoam cups. Mm-hmm. They're coming up real good, but they're real long and stemmy. How can I keep them from being so stemmy? What kind of plants? Oh, uh, I've got some squash and cucumbers. Okay. Are they good green color? Yes, ma'am. All right. All you need to do is give them longer amount of light in the day. In other words, um, if they were pale, I would tell you that you didn't have a strong enough light or they were too far away from it, you know, whether it's the window or a light fixture or whatever. But when the color is good and they're still stretching, it just means that they need to be in that bright sunlight or bright light fixture um, that you're providing for them for more hours of the day. Okay. And I've got some 20-gallon pots. Mm Mm-hmm. Can I plant a cantaloupe in them? Uh, if you have room for the vines to go, you know, about eight feet in every direction from it, because you can certainly hold the roots in it, but the vines are still going to need to go. Right. But okay. that's plenty of that's All plenty right. of, that's plenty of root space. You can actually grow, you know, the concept of square foot gardens. You can actually grow a, a melon, a, a, not a gigantic, not you know, not a thirty foot vine, but but an average size melon. You can plant one in a square foot of garden space. It's just that you got to have somewhere for the vines to go. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Have fun. Thank you for calling. Those are good questions. Got us started today. I appreciate that. The, it's always interesting to see what we're doing at this point in the year because some people are pushing the, the boundaries and ready to go and other people are saying I'm not planting anything till after Easter and you know there's just all this, these different points of view most of us though you know we're gardeners we gamble a little bit we, we check and see what we can find out uh, and, and hopefully that that's going to be this year going to be a really long spring you know I don't, the ones I don't like are where it's cold today and in two weeks it's 90 degrees I don't that's not for me now I realize that tomorrow at my house it, let's see this morning at my house it was 38 degrees tomorrow it's predicted to be 80 in the afternoon but it's going to then moderate at my place and rain some next week probably rain at your this is the weather forecast for next week it might rain <laughs> that's that seems to be, they'll tell us if there's going to be a really big, um, another big storm, like the unfortunate ones we have had. Um, Greg in Nettleton is, is out mowing in, in the snow, and he said it snowed, snow flurries yesterday at Nettleton, and yet it's time to be mowing, so here we are, mowing in the snow, and uh, that's pretty funny. But it's true. It, that's just how upside down it all can be sometimes. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, that's gorgeous. Thank you for sending the wisteria from Carroll County, Kathy. That's lovely. And you're right. I mean, it's gorgeous. It's up the tree. (laughs) It's just beautiful. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Down in George County brought in the black magic elephant ears. I think that was probably smart. They look like they enjoyed themselves inside for just one night. Maybe maybe just one night. I do love elephant ears. I have noticed that um, most of the ones in my yard have started to come back up. All the ones in the containers, of course, have, have popped a little bit. But there's still odd things going on. Um, I, my Linton roses are blooming. They should have bloomed in November. They didn't. 
They had leaves. They sat right there and looked at me, but they put on flowers about a week ago, and there's a whole lot of them, and they're small. I don't know what any of that means, except that the plant is a little bit out of sync. (laughs) Maybe that's the best way of putting it, just a little bit out of sync. I do appreciate very much um, that I've seen, you know, I have I grow marginal plants. Let me put that clearly. I grow things that may or may not be hardy in my garden in any particular year. Um, and one of those plants is variegated ginger. It made it, and I'm, I'm happy to say that. It doesn't always. Sometimes I have to really dig around and, and push it, or I have to go and get another plant or take one that I've rooted inside or something to put back out there. But it is, it, it's really, I'm very happy about that. And it probably shouldn't have because it's um, hmm, been kind of cold. If you hear a loud explosion um, from the vicinity of my house, it will be me with the sledgehammer breaking the pot off of the split leaf philodendron, <laughs> which has literally broken the bottom of the pot with its roots, but the sides won't give up. I can't get the plant out of there. I'm going to have to knock the whole thing apart. The good news is when you have a ceramic or a clay pot, that you have to tear up or it breaks, you know, just like sometimes they get dropped and break. That's the thing to not throw away. Grind it up. Bang on it. Do whatever you need to do. I've, I have, I'm, I'm really very fond of my little sledgehammer, but you may have some other tool that works better for you. It makes a great addition to particularly heavy soils or to those plants mixes that you make where you really want them to drain super well. That can all work for you. Let's see. Um, Robert, you're in Ripley. You got wisteria. What's on your mind today? Yeah, I have a pecan tree that's standing out in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't have anything around it for probably at least 100 feet, maybe more in certain directions. And I've been, it's upwind from my house. I'd love to have something that is, is sweet-scented mm-hmm. because the wind will carry it toward the house most of the time. And I've been thinking about wisteria. Oh, that's a great uh, choice. I, I'm I'm a, a little bit hesitant because of uh, things like what you just said earlier about how aggressive they are. Mm-hmm. They put up, uh, you know, suckers that, that from the root out distant from their parent yes. uh, plants. Yes. Yes. They do. I have said um, this. This is a story that uh, probably you've forgotten if you heard it by now. Somebody else, you know, you you probably haven't heard it yet. When I moved into my house, my next door neighbor, I have an acre behind my house in the city of Jackson. My neighbor next door has at least that much space behind his house. And he had a cedar tree that was as big as the backyard. Gigantic. Well, it had some problems. He had some improvements he wanted to do. The pine trees around it got borers in them after Katrina. So he took all that out. When he did that, the wisteria that had been quietly climbing up one or two poles in his back garden came over to my house and decided to be everywhere. So I tamed some of it and I've had it a beautiful vine, but it comes up in so many other places from its root system in my improved soil. It doesn't do this. Like I think you're in your area, you will be safe because you've got a tree and a lot of sort of pasture-type space around it. But in my case, this was all flower beds and stuff that I had improved. And so as a result, the wisteria went, well, hello there, and came on in. I really think at one point, if you had dug a foot down in my back quarter of my garden, you would have found a fiber optic network of wisteria because it grew so thick in some places. But I don't think it's a problem as long as you're not dealing with improved soil. It'll run right in into a flower bed, 
but it doesn't do that as much in an area that hasn't been disturbed already. We have a, a, a couple of rose bushes that are the closest thing to it. Mm-hmm. They're probably, I don't know, 50 feet from it or so. No, that, um, that won't be a problem. Of course, now, you, you do have to go out and look at it each spring when it starts coming up and budding out. But if you keep a plant and you you go ahead and prune it the first few years to direct the growth, I think that wisteria would be a wonderful addition. Yeah, it should go right up the tree and, and uh, yes, be a great arbor. Okay. All right, thank you. Sounds like fun. And it's a great use for a pecan tree, too, by the way, because let's face it, they don't necessarily, they don't all make pecans, but they all have beautiful leaves for compost, and they can be a really great structure for something else um, as well. That's fun. What a good question. Let's see what's John saying today. I've decided to do my tomatoes and peppers in containers. Smart move. They're where the river comes up. You know, that's a beautiful, beautiful picture today. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> of course, you do have to take the you have to take the trees as they are. That's very true. He says if he was going to leave the plant garden where it is with the, the river rising, he would have to take down more trees. And as it is, he can grow them in containers and just put them in the sun. And I think that that's really, really smart. Um, there, there's also the. There's also that part that's sort of the risk, you know. There's a gamble in gardening anyway. It might work. It might not. But when it does, we're so greatly, greatly joyful. And I, I think that that's what uh, I think that's what John's doing when he plants his beans down in what, what I would call the bottom, the part where the where it's going to flood. It's a race. Will you get the beans? Will you get the water? Will you get both? Hmm. Sometimes you just have to say, that's all about life along the river now. Hey, now, stick with me. This is Weekend Gardening. Take me back to another farm, to a town so long ago, where the sweet magnolia blossom. Fields were white as snow. Catfish was a river hobo. Live and die by the river's bend. After a winter storm hits your propane-fueled home, look for the following safety stops. Power lines standing strong. Gas lines and tanks in place and undamaged. Chimneys, flues, and gas pipes, meters, regulators, and vents clear of snow and ice. Clear away ice and snow very carefully. High winds can shift snow and ice, creating hazardous situations by covering equipment. If you notice anything unusual, leave and have the property checked by a qualified service technician before returning. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. This is Dr. Will Lomplett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want to be your one-stop for comprehensive family dentistry, all under one roof. Book your appointment online today at CapitalDentalInc.com. That's CapitalDentalInc.com. 
The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Green, the new degree of comfort. Rainy day blues overtook me when I was a little child. You know, fast women whiskey made us poor boy wild. All right, now, if you're not awake and you don't drink coffee, that'll wake you up. Thank you, Mr. Muscle White. Appreciate that very, very much. Now, on to the text lines, my friends. Yes, uh, I, I do, in fact, live in Jackson. <laughs> That's true. And, and to be specific, I live in the historic Fonder neighborhood and have for many years. Can you identify this lily? This is Jean. Jean, I don't know if I can or not. looks like Spanish bluebells, but I'm not sure if that's what it is. Um, it should have more stems that I, I, this might just be the first of them, and I may not be able to see all of it, but I'm working on another name, because it seems to me there's something else that, that that may be, but it sure looks like that group of flowers. Doesn't look like Scylla, 
doesn't look, you know, the other early blooming um, blue flowers are, are, there's only a few of them, and I think that's what it might be. Red Lesota potatoes. Hello, Canton. My goodness, that's a good-looking bunch of potatoes. In case y'all don't know, the Red Lesota is uh, a potato that, frankly, is one of the best ones that anybody can grow anywhere, but especially in the South. It, it's a red potato. It's the one that you buy in the bag, and you usually buy it when it's about the size of a smaller than a tennis ball, sometimes even really little, called new potatoes. Those, that's that one, and it's a, a wonderful, wonderful potato, both for home use as well as for growing in the, frankly, every truck farm that is across the South. Um, at the top of the news today, I did have, as usual, All Things Garden Mama Weekly went out to the subscribers and patrons who are kind enough to lend me their ears and their arms and uh, a little bit of their wallet from time to time. The, I've done, I've gone from having three stories to the top of the news because it gets really busy in the spring and I don't always get to all three stories. But if you are a newsletter subscriber, you will know that today's top of the news, as far as I'm concerned, comes from the University of Bonn. I've never been to Bonn. I probably won't get there, but it's, I'm happy to know that they're doing this research because it, frankly made me laugh turns out fish can do math why is it that so many people can't do math well that's a different question but cichlids and stingrays do addition and subtraction in the range from one to five why would you want to know this okay well you'd want to know this because it obviously math is a a basis of how we as human beings understand the universe. And so as a result, we want to know about their math, if they have any, and they do indeed. We really, anytime a scientist says we do not actually know what they need their mathematical abilities for, I figure that they're having a tremendous amount of what I call human-centric Attitude, that's not a word, but it's what I call it when we don't really realize that the fish probably know what they do with their math. We just don't because we haven't figured it out yet. But you don't have to count things always to know that there's a few or there's a lot. And in the case of these particular fish, cichlids and stingrays, they can detect small quantities very precisely as they fly by, you know, as they swim by. They don't fly. As they swim by, they see five or something um, or four. But when it gets larger, obviously they have to slow down just like we do. So what is the point of all of that? Well, the scientists don't know, but you can believe it's going to have to be more and more in terms of what they're going to study next. How do you ask the cichlid for the, the way they did this test is really too long for me to get involved in, but I'm telling you, if you're interested in this, this is one of the most fascinating things. And if you've ever had an aquarium of fish and watched it and really enjoyed their dynamic and enjoyed what they're doing there, even though you can't necessarily see what they're doing all the time, the mathematics of it all is pretty interesting. The report is in um, Scientific Reports. And I'll just tell tell you that the choice of yellow meant to subtract one. You can hold on to that. <laughs> yes, fish can calculate. The scientists don't know why, but that's because they're not fish. So they'll figure it out. Speaking of fish, um, Penn State is studying the fish tariff world. And it's kind of interesting for us as folks who have 
long around here, long wanted to be able to have the labels on fish to tell you where they come from. Specifically, in in my case, in my world, um, I want Mississippi farm-raised catfish to be labeled clearly and touted as the joyful, wonderful stuff that it is. But if if we are going to go in another direction, then we have to measure things. We have to understand trade agreements, the difference between the European Union and the United States in these things, and then all the other countries that go around in there. Um, the, interestingly enough, the tariffs oftentimes are supposed to help to do some of this protection of domestic producers, but it turns out that sometimes they do and do not. You know, they can work or can maybe not work, and that's part of what they're trying to solve in this case. It's supposed to remove the trade barriers, but, in fact, it doesn't necessarily do that, and we're actually importing more fish now than we were before we put the trade barriers in place for some of these things. It doesn't apply to my beloved, but it does, in fact, have something to do with a few other things. Let's see. um, Robert in Ripley, what's going on? You've got leaves of some sort. Yeah, uh, when I talked to you a minute ago, you made a comment along that line right after I got off, and I didn't hear all of it. I have always wondered this. uh, Alleopathy, you know, where a tree will kill the plants under it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like black walnut. Yeah, like black walnut. Is that Mm -hmm. ever a caveat with regard to using tree leaves for mulch? You know, I think, I don't think it is. I believe that uh, you're not going to find bags of black walnut mulch anywhere, I don't believe. But I do think that other than the fact that sometimes people will, I've seen research over the years where people will actually grind up those leaves and, and test them to see if they can maybe suppress some weeds or hold down some growth or something like that. And generally speaking, it didn't work. So unless there's something more recent that I don't know about, I don't think that that's going to be a problem. They always tell you not to compost anything that you don't or or to mulch with anything you don't want to come up. And the pH is also an issue sometimes. So that's one reason why I love pecan leaves for for composting. They, They fall apart quickly and they turn into really, really wonderful dirt. But I, there's not any um, alleopathy there, and I don't I don't think the walnuts do that. But somebody will call and tell me. There's a, we have a few actual walnut n- knowledgeable people. <laughs> I remember one day I said, "Does anybody here know anything about growing hops?" I heard from like seven people <laughs> in the north. Well, actually, they're all around um, West Point and Oxford that were growing them for beer. So there's probably somebody that's growing black walnuts that'll call or send me a text and let me know. Well, my concern is not with, I don't have any black walnuts. I have uh, two pecan trees, mm-hmm. and I have uh, uh, water oaks or pin oaks that um, just produce tons of leaves. And yeah. I, we've we've kind of hesitated about that because we knew that alleopathy was a thing, and we didn't want to use something that was going to... Well, I have water oaks, and I have red oaks, and I make a pile and leave it there for a year and dig out from the bottom. And that goes on year after year after year because of the pH issues and also because sometimes when we use leaves freshly as mulch, there we can actually be doing a bit of harm in terms of how much water gets to the soil underneath because the leaves are just too thick. But it's also um, a case where we can change the pH of the soil if we go maybe. I mean, I'll let I'll let leaves fall in the flower bed. I'm not saying I go out and I'm not obsessive. I don't go get every one out of there. But I don't leave more than about an inch in place. Inch okay. deep. Okay. Great. 
And by okay, the way, thanks. when you make that pile, that's the place you can also, of course, you don't actually have to be composting to add in things like grass clippings and coffee grounds and that sort of stuff, and it does make a better product at the end. Yeah, I've got a compost pile where everything goes in there. We haven't put leaves in there for this reason. Well, just yet. do the leaf pile, and then just do the leaf pile and let it stand by itself. You'll love it. A year from now, you'll be going. She was so smart because <laughs> you can reach okay. under the bottom, and it's really good soil at that point. Thank you much. That's really the place that I got just about all the soil in in my place when I got there. There were a whole lot, not a whole lot more. There were several more large oak trees than there are now due to age and, and circumstances, um, tornado, this and that. But it, it has produced some really wonderful soil over the years. And I I, I, I encourage you to do that, you know. Uh, let's see. Paula in Caledonia, hey there. <laughs> Can I plant a jalapeno plant in a bucket or would that be too big? No, if it's like a five-gallon bucket, that's fine. It'll appreciate it. And, um, and there's even room in a five-gallon bucket I do put, I don't necessarily put the whole tall tomato stand around my peppers, but I do give them some support, and the five-gallon bucket can accommodate that as well. I was just talking about Caledonia the other way. I haven't been to Caledonia in too long. Love, love, love that town. Beautiful, beautiful people. Wonderful, wonderful, friendly folks. Ooh, um, I know one other thing that I was doing that you probably are doing as well, and that is cutting off the flowers of the daffodils. I did not cut off all the leaves, but I'm going to give you my, there's always a middle ground point of view. If you're doing this from the point of view of the bulbs, clearly they would like to be left in there forever. They'd like for the green to die all the way down before you take the brown leaves off so that they can feed the bulb underneath. This is generally true, and it works well to nourish them. It's a it's a classic process. However, in in the bed where I have some of my daffodils, I also have flocks that's coming up and, and getting really big. I have autumn joy sedum that's getting larger every minute. Um, and I have a few other things, some daylilies that are taking over, and I've even got uh, some other things that are usually later coming up that have started to come up um, in, in the dooryard plant and stuff like that. But th- what I'm doing is, and you, this is acceptable, gardeners do it in fancy gardens because they want those later annuals or perennials to be the point. The daffodils are beautiful for a while, but then the next plants have to come up and be lovely too. So I just take my scissors and cut off half of, not half of the leaves, but half of the height of the whole clump of leaves over that daffodil. That's going to be plenty, okay? They'll, they'll, they'll die back. They'll be perfectly happy, and it will be um, a lovely, lovely opportunity for you to then see what else is in the bed. <laughs> I, I got a few of the daffodils cut down, um, not all, not all the way down, just cut them half down, and I, I did end up with more chickweed under there than I had thought. So that's you, you will find those things. You you will find some of those things. I am also in the midst of moving um, my one of my salad tables out to the area where the other one is and rearranging the water and whatnot to to grow some beans and things in there. And I have to tell you, the soil is really good um, in talking about which leaves to, to let go in and which not. This was primarily a packaged soil because you want the soil in salad tables, you know, that, that they have screen bases. You want them to be able to drain. You also want that soil to be able to to be lightweight because the table itself needs to hold the whole thing up. 
So this lighter weight soil over the years has gotten kind of full of roots in some places. I was digging out some of it um, yesterday and realized that there were more roots than there was soil. So I made sort of a – I took it all apart, and then I took the the roots that were just basically white roots. There was, they're not going to sprout or do anything. Took them and added them to uh, what I laughingly call the Hugo culture. That is to say where you're you're basically putting everything in one place – and then putting some soil in it so that it can eventually grow something. Um, it's, a, it's a different way of doing things. It's a good way. You start with logs in the bottom, for example. So mine is an old tree log, that a tree that fell over and formed its own log. <laughs> That's how that goes. I see baseball season is um, cranked up. I'm happy about that. That always is a wonderful time for me. I'm, I'm a baseball fan, and I enjoy quite frankly um the foibles of various teams it's kind of fun there's a new bit of information from washington state university the laboratory says they can measure the high accuracy ball delivery speeds and and places and all that better than anybody else we shall see but it's always a question uh, how's the ball going? How's the bat going? How are the players doing? How many home runs will there be this year? And this particular one is going to give us better clues on how high and how far some specific baseballs will fly. I think that's fun. <laughs> it's a great thing. I, I really think that's really funny. There, there are a lot of different um, – there's very different baseballs, and when they make a change to it, it does change a lot of things. I know that it's kind of like deciding on the size of sewing needles, but it is a very specific thing. Scott from SoSo, can you hang on for us for just a little bit? I hope so. Um, I want to talk to you now about the fact that we've had a couple of weeks with serious weather. Might have a little bit more. Van Morrison will tell us about it. This is Weekend Gardening. is National Safe Digging Month. Mississippi 811 would like to remind you that the leading cause of harm to underground facilities is excavation damage. While pipeline operators and other underground facility owners are committed to raising awareness of underground damage prevention, everyone has a responsibility to ensure safe digging practices. Mississippi 811 reminds you to call at least two days before you dig. Respect utility markers on your site and dig safely. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 
Super Talk Mississippi is adding to its outside sales team here in the Jackson metro area. We're looking for an experienced media seller who knows how to sell traditional and digital media marketing assets. If you're interested in an outside sales position with the opportunity to sell for one of the most well-known media brands in Mississippi, Ole Miss Sports, and other great sponsorships, email your resume to jobs at supertalk.fm. That's jobs at supertalk.fm. Supertalk Mississippi Media is an equal opportunity employer. Before you open your doors each day, ask yourself one question. Is my building clean and healthy for my customers and employees? If you trust Janet King, the king of clean, then you know the answer. Yes! We've been cleaning and disinfecting this area for almost 35 years. Our local franchise owners make this happen every day because, like you, they live, eat, shop, work, and pray in these same local buildings. For your clean and healthy building, go to JanetKingCleans.com. That's JanetKingCleans.com today for a healthy building tomorrow. Janet King, the king of clean. The True Crime Podcast, What Happened to Sandy Beal, investigates the alarming death of a young woman who dreamed of a career in law enforcement. Journalist Melissa Jeltsin untangles the mystery at the heart of the case, revealing a troubling pattern of behavior from officials and a possible conspiracy. I didn't take any of that crap because I could tell that they were hiding something. Listen to What Happened to Sandy Beal wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John Albritton. If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond, which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at Albritton's. Quality and value go hand in hand at Albritton's. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. I got to tell you about the only thing I know about Memphis is Booker T and the MGs and uh, Stax Records. <laughs> but I can recommend those. <laughs> the text line is heating up today as usual, and so is the telephone line. Thank you very much. Scott, welcome in from SoSo. What's going on? Hey, good morning. Hey. I noticed when I was trimming some of my crepe uh, myrtles and some of my fruit trees that I had a bunch of leaching on those uh 
those trees. And I was just wondering if it was okay to leave that on there, or is it harmful to the trees? Does it, it need to be removed? It, and when you smoke? when you cut it, is it is there something coming out of the tree, or is it just coming out from somewhere else? It, it's just on the bark. No holes, huh? No holes, um, but it's just like a, almost like a mossy leaching. Okay, but it, on the what tree. color is it, and is it slimy? These are great questions, huh? <laughs> For people yeah. eating breakfast, not slimy. It's kind of a light gray. Okay, well then you color. just actually—that's actually lichen, L-I-C-H-E-N, um, and it—I've it, heard it referred to as lichen, but I don't. The, the word that I know is lichen, and that's what the, this audience here will be better able to relate to. Otherwise, it sounds like your trees have bores and they are leaking. You see what I mean? So if it's gray stuff growing on the trunks, you've got lichen. Lichen is not in and of itself a uh, a, a killer or a, a devastator. What it's telling you is that the trees are not growing as efficiently as they should be because it tends to grow on wood that's a little bit tired. Um, the, the, the fact that you're pruning, that's a good thing. Pruning helps. Watering during the summer if it's dry helps. Fertilizer every year or two helps a whole lot too because it keeps that process of growth coming along and then lichen can't really get a start as far as getting it off you can leave it or you can uh, some people will take a wire brush and just knock it off you know or they'll they'll leave it alone and it'll go away on its own once the tree is growing better okay okay all right. Well, thank you. Very I tell much. you what, though, it's real, real common. People use lichen in uh, one of the things that is they, they use it in arrangements. They use it in decor. And one of the one of my friends um, who who collects driftwood and lichen, and frankly has an Etsy shop and sells it for a great deal, says you just have to remember to fumigate it before you put it in the mail because <laughs> <laughs> it'll have other things in it. That don't arise don't arise until you end up with them uh, out in the you know in a, in somebody else's house, five hundred miles away. But they are they're not dangerous. They they are just there. Okay? okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I was happy to see that uh, one of our friends up in the well the Tupelo area, a little further north than that, has been making insect houses. And basically, what you're doing is taking. The, taking wood, taking things in, that have holes in the middle and p- turning them into places for the insects to be able to live so the pollinators have a place, just like any other wildlife, to rest and nest. And uh, those those kind of things happen. That's the same thing people are doing with lichen and various other kinds of woodland uh, materials. We, we're creating um, environments and little homes for, I'm not personally, but but gardeners are doing that. It's kind of interesting stuff. Interesting question from Ann. She's got some lilies coming up. Now, I don't know where you are, but I'm going to guess that you are north of central Mississippi simply because your irises are also very, very short. These appear to be a lily that's coming up that should be fully greened out, and they're actually either got a little cold damage or it's possible, I don't think it is happening, but it, it could be a little bit of rust. What I want you to do is clip off these browned areas just with a pair of scissors, nothing, nothing. don't pull, don't just cut them off. And then if it continues to proceed down the leaf, the damage, you'll know that you've actually got something like rust or something going on that's very, it would be very unusual for this time of year. But I, I doubt it, I imagine it's just a little bit of cold damage. 
that they'll easily grow out of. I must say that this crazy weather has been very good for the recovery of pansies. The pansies that I have in uh, some planter boxes and some containers just sitting around because I like the way they smile in the springtime. Um, they're, they're, they looked kind of rough there after the actual formal winter. But um, as we as we have moved through March, they started to perk up, and they're absolutely lovely now. I noticed this morning that there's there all the colors are in the flower boxes, and they've really done a good job. I, I admire it because sometimes when I plant, I tend to plant all one color in one place, and other times I mix them up and. One time I like one thing and one time I like the other. That's another reason I like gardening. It doesn't have to be the same thing every day. I know, I realize every tennis game is different. Okay, I know that. But you're still going to go out and, and just like you're going to always go out and admire your flowers, you may want to admire them in one way one time and another way another time. And that's fun. Uh, yes, my roses are getting close to blooming too. Many of them in, up in Madison. That's lovely. The... Um, the the roses at my house have are budded up in, in the cl- the clotilde superiors are and I noticed that there's also some flowers already trying to pop open on Peggy Martin and, and I'm embarrassed because Peggy Martin killed her trellis that's the second one she's knocked over I don't know what I'm going to put there <laughs> I haven't decided I, I can't let her climb up the tree all the time she does that anyway but it's just a very vigorous rose and one that I hope everybody likes um the the good the good news is those bright pink flowers will will make you smile somebody asked me last week um they 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 like to come to remotes when i'm invited out to do radio in other places because they say they don't know how i remember all of the things that i tell you when i answer your questions well um some of that is because i had I had a really good education and I've had a lot of experience answering questions, but it's also true that people are always looking at how do you get your memories, how do you remember them, how much of your memories are actually right, you know, how much. If I remember something that a professor said in 1900 something or another, then mm, is it still true? You know, you have to you have to separate memory from actual knowledge of today but you also have to get the way that you separate those memories out in your brain and the way that they're stored and then retrieved you know how do we get them back to the surface so the national institute of neurological disorders and stroke of course who would worry about this a great deal have identified two kinds of cells in our brains that are actually very much involved in this particular process what this does for us is to help us understand not only how the human brain forms its memories, but how we get them back up to the surface. Obviously, with so many issues around memory disorders in our culture, and frankly around the world, but certainly we're concerned about it here very much, we have the opportunity perhaps to learn some things that we did not know before. This is being published in Nature Neuroscience, and it is, in fact, what they call transformative work because they're understanding the way the human brain thinks, and because we have so many advances in technology, we can understand it so much better. Human neuroscience is is an area that, frankly, if one of your children comes and says that they want to study it, you should tell them, please do, because we all need to know more about human neuroscience. That's for sure.
Um, I don't know about this. I I hear stories sometimes, and they tickle me. But here's one about um, going and disrupting the hive, and it turns out that if you leave them, then all three of the bees that are covered up in honey will be cleaned by their friends, their patriots, their fellow bees, and allowed to return to the group because they had, you know, they couldn't fly. They they came and were saved. I like to think about that. I like to think about us as gardeners and our ability to help one another. If your flowers aren't blooming, maybe I can help you with that. If your flowers are blooming, tell me. Tell me why. Tell me how. We'll spread the word. Then we can all have a better spring. Stick around now. We, we have a bit of a ways to go, like another hour here on Weekend Gardening. Okay, Mississippi, I can't leap the Beau Rivage in a single bound. But I do feel like a superhero because my parents got informed and we're vaccinated. So together, we stay safer and save lives. Vaccines are safe and available for children ages 5 to 11. If you were fully vaccinated five months ago or longer, the best defense is to get a booster. Be a superhero the Mississippi way. Get vaccinated or boosted today. Got questions? Connect with a physician of the Mississippi State Medical Association by visiting the MSWay.com. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Chase loves soccer. I'm Chase Carrera, and I'm 12 years old. And his dream is to turn pro. That's why Chase and his family make sure he's always having fun and squeezing out his best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, buddy, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze fruit-on-the-go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. That's my boy! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out their best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com. It's Lisa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi is the only state in the country that doesn't have an equal pay bill on the books, but that's about to change. The legislature voted to pass a bill that would require employers to offer equal pay for equal work this session. Attorney General Lynn Fitch is looking forward to Governor Tate Reeves signing it into law. We'll take a giant leap forward in closing the 27% pay gap. A pay gap that makes it harder for working women and their families. That leads to young Mississippi women taking their talents beyond our borders. And that perpetuates the cycle of poverty in our state. 
but some question the provisions in the bill, including one that specifically lists applicants' continuous employment, negotiation attempts, and salary history as factors employers could use to justify a pay gap. Over 20 states have adopted laws that prohibit employers from requesting salary history from applicants, which can be used to set compensation. For more Mississippi news, go to supertalk.fm. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. A drive through employee at a Popeye's in Kenner has gone viral for her standout service and singing. Andra Woodfin uploaded video of Cynthia Carter on March 8th. Let me get a uh, number eight, please. A number eight? Okay, that's a three-tender. Spicy, Amaya. Spicy. And what side of you going to bake that thing? I put them things this year. Barbecue. And what side of you going to talk it like a tonic? Red beans. And what kind of drink you going to set it off with? Uh, strawberry and the ice. Carter has been singing customers' orders at the Popeyes on Loyola in Kenner for 30 years. She's known as Singing Miss Cynthia by those who frequent the drive through I'm Kelly Bennett. From Sports from Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Baseball action last night saw Ole Miss take on Alabama and Lockton. Bama came away with a 7-4 win over the Rebels to improve to 19-12, 5-5 of the conference. Rebels fall to 19-10, 4-6. Game 2 today, 2 o'clock first pitch, 1-30 airtime, Ole Miss Baseball Network. Mississippi State took on LSU, and LSU scored four runs in the top of the ninth inning with two outs to take a 5-2 win from the Bulldogs. LSU improves to 21-9, 5-5, while State falls to 18-13, 4-6. They'll play again today, 2 o'clock, first pitch, 1-30 airtime on the MSU Baseball Network. Southern Miss on the road at Charlotte. Squeeze out a two to one win over Charlotte to improve to twenty one and eight and eight and two in the conference USA. And the Golden Eagles will play again today at two o'clock for game two of that series. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. 
Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Tough course conditions Friday as the Masters at Augusta. Atop the leaderboard is the world's number one, Scotty Scheffler, who is appropriately alone in his own world at 8-under, following an unreal 5-under 67 in round two to wrest control of the tournament away from the rest of the field. Scheffler's remarkable Friday puts him five strokes clear of the next names on the leaderboard, which is a foursome tied at 3-under with 36 holes left to play this weekend. The next bunch of contenders is a crowded group filled with big names headlined by reigning champion Hideki Masuyama, round one leader Sanjay Im, and former champion Carl Swarzel, all at three under. The next group is just off the pace that include Dustin Johnson at two under, Colin Mirakawa, and Justin Thomas at one under, and Tiger Woods at one over. Round three today, championship round tomorrow at Augusta. I'm Dixon Williams for Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in to Weekend Gardening. Yes, indeed. Woo-wee, it's April, and that's the good news. The good news is that things are getting ready for our spring gardens all across this particular part of the world. Yeah, I know that it's a chilly day today. Even, frankly, even if you were on the Gulf Coast, it's cooler today than you would expect. But it's also been rainier, so that's kind of the way spring can be. It can go one way or it can go the other, and sometimes it does both at the same time. Next week, I expect it's going to be slightly cooler cooling off and raining so that's it's not a weather forecast it's a garden forecast around here thank you so much for being part of weekend gardening i appreciate very very much that you decided to make us you know some of the news in your ear some of the noise in your head all those sorts of things i asked someone um about their 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 work in their garden and they said that when they were out there i was like an earworm they couldn't get rid of hearing me tell them what to do and i just said well that's actually kind of nice i i think many of us would like to be an earworm for those that we'd like to influence say oh i don't know our kids our spouses (laughs) sometimes our grandchildren those kinds of things question from blake on the ceasefire text line today 601-879-4395 I'm happy to say that I had a good answer for this one. Um, when is it too early for fruit tree spray? That depends on the fruit and the year, frankly. Um, what we're talking about in terms of spraying for, with fruit tree spray is because we have certain persistent and predictable insects and diseases that will take over, particularly things like peaches and plums, but it's true of you know, pears and nectarines and other things that you might be growing. So the the issue is that the spray program begins relative to the flowering of the tree. Some things we begin spraying 
at half pedal drop. Some things are sooner, some things are later. So what you need to do is read the label for your particular fruit and follow that because if you if you're going to do this you need to do it at the right time if there's also an awful lot of really helpful publications about this sort of thing at msucares.com and you, you can get a schedule you, it's just like all the other things that i talk about here um I, I, although i talk more about sustainable aspects of horticulture when we talk about pruning and when the fruit tree needs to be attended to and those sorts of things, those are fairly universal. So I encourage you to get that information in physical print, um, again, because your memories are not – they're not in stone, as we say. You may remember what I said or you may remember – what you thought I said, (laughs) or you may remember what I thought I said. (laughs) Some days it's a little of all of that. Uh, So I appreciate that. Very fun. There's, uh, we're getting recommendations now about Memphis. That's good. Let's see. We looked at the lilies. Um, The black at the bottom of the stem, I really can't see. I, I can see that it's darker where it's coming out of the ground. Yes, I think that is probably cold damage, and what I would suggest is to pull the mulch away from it now that it is um, getting warmer, and then you'll be able to see if there's actually going to be a problem. It it may be temporary. It could be a big deal, but I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I hope not. All right, all right. Fun things to talk about today, and I love it when you write back and say thank you. So I say, you're very welcome. Thank you. Well, there's a lot coming up in April. My goodness, this t- t- tomorrow is Palm Sunday for for and, and I have to tell you that I've, I'm I'm one of those people that loves to see the South Louisiana Palm Sunday. Why? Because it's all palmetto palms. <laughs> And they're gigantic. They're bigger than the little children that are carrying them in the processions and stuff. I realize that's not entirely what palms are what palms are used everywhere, but it is a wonderful opportunity to put plant materials in someone's hand and say, "Here's why we do this. Here's what we do with this. Here's how this works." And it's a really fun um, fun part of the religious holidays at this time. Next Friday night, of course, begins the celebration of Passover. And that that is indeed what leads in in the calendar of liturgical things, even though they're not the same religion, their their calendars follow one another. Then comes the holiday of Easter, of course. But and then after that, April doesn't stop. Have you noticed that there's somebody that you know getting married about every minute this month? Well, that's because a lot of people were trying to get married two years ago, (laughs) couldn't get married because of the pandemic. Couldn't get married because they couldn't get a venue last year because everybody else was already booked for last year. Now they're all there. And, oh, my goodness, the the celebrations and the great joys and all of those things that make so much sense and are, and are such an en- enjoyable thing to do. But then we got to remember we come up on April 22nd and we get to Earth Day. So if you're not doing any of the rest of these things, you might want to know that Earth Day this year is called Invest in Our Planet. I'm I, I'm pretty sure I know what that means, but I don't really know what that means. I don't know what they want us to do. Obviously, the Earth does not have a bank account in the sense that I have mine, so there's not going to be a deposit made there. But I do think that the more that we look at, for example, the things that sustain our Earth, and that can be as simple as encouraging pollinators, planting native plants, making sure that the things that we're doing have some 
coherence with the earth that we live on, all of those things make a great deal of sense. So it's a good way to kind of sum up that idea. You are making an investment in our planet when you're doing the right things. And I I certainly know that gardening is one of those things. There's local events, though. I've been on various and sundry um, Earth Days. I've been invited to school sometimes. I've been invited to go um, one of the funniest ones was not in this particular state, but it was actually a boat parade held on Earth Day for some reason that I don't even remember. But it was a lot of fun. Um, Daniel, you were talking to me about something coming up uh, on the Ross Barnett Reservoir. I'm, I'm going to encourage people to let us know what's going on in their area if they're celebrating Earth Day. So tell them about what's happening then. Yeah, so my dad actually uh, notified me this last week. Um, on Saturday, April 23rd, which is Earth Day, uh, at the reservoir in Botanical Gardens, they're doing a little special event where they're celebrating Earth Day, um, and they're going to have a bunch of different uh, learning stations out there where you can learn uh, birding, fern bogs, geology, horticultural therapy, forestry, recycling, and wildlife, and a bunch of other different mm-hmm. activities you can learn. And there's also going to be a lot of uh, games and activities that's also going to go down, like scavenger hunts, uh, rock painting, r- leaf rumbling, and all different opportunities to be doing that. And it's going to be at the Botanical Gardens at the reservoir. So you get to invest in your planet. And you get smarter, too. You know yourself, so that's an, on Saturday on Earth Day. That's going to be fun. That's that we'll remind y'all about that in a couple of weeks too. Um, there are lots of things. I, I'm. This here's another one. Yeah, I was at the first Earth Day. Okay, okay, that's I was there. And there are things that I miss. You all heard me say before that I really, really wish that there were ball pits like at the the kids entertainment birthday party things for adults i know there are some i don't happen to be where those things are the giant balls that we would roll around at earth day where you literally got on it and rolled across and somebody else got on it and rolled across and all those kind of things that were to symbolize the unity of earth and whatnot those were fun i have a feeling the insurance companies probably took care of some of those things so you can't do all of that like you used to maybe but maybe not maybe not i i'm i'm, I'm hopeful I'll, I'll look and see what's going on at the botanical garden out there that's fun let's see um never grown broccoli past christian hello sir they planted a dozen plants a month ago in large planter boxes but only one of them has any florets coming up well a month is pretty quick even in past Christian, so um, I, I would give yourself a, at least another three weeks or so to, before you worry about it. it. Looks beautiful. Looks to me like you're getting broccoli. What would happen? Why you wouldn't get it would be if the the soil was too rich, too much nitrogen in it, and it does look like you got some pretty big leaves. So it may take them a little bit longer. But if it, the other possibility is occasionally. Um, we will see things like the the bud itself gets nipped in a late freeze. I don't think that's happening in past Christian. So I think this is just a case where there's a whole lot of nitrogen in that beautifully amended soil that you're growing in, and they will go ahead and flower it, flower out, and make a make a broccoli head here pretty soon because you got one. So I think you'll get the rest. That just looks beautiful, by the way. Just beautiful. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Love seeing that. Love seeing plants. Love seeing broccoli particularly because I, I have to admit. 
um, it, it was on sale this week at, at my grocery store. And since I'm not growing any this year, I did go and grab some, and it was pretty good. But it's always better when you grow it yourself, no question. Where to next? Oh, Ovet. <laughs> well, hello, Ed. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. What's on your mind? Okay, I've been gardening for about 40, 35 years, even when I was a kid and didn't want to do it. But me and my father <laughs> have this ongoing debate. He's telling me not to put my corn, squash, butter beans, cucumbers, tomatoes, all that in the ground. He's uh, one of them kind that says, wait, after Good Friday, there's a decrease of the moon. I say, no, now it's good. So I want to get some scientific advice <laughs> from you. Well, I have to tell you that literally this, at this time of the year, I can't go to the grocery store without somebody saying, shouldn't I wait until Easter <laughs> to do this or that? Um some of it's folklore, some of it's real. There are there are people who garden by the moon phases, and they can show you the difference in the years that they garden by the moon phases and the years that they don't in terms of their productivity. I'm not going to argue with them. I think in part some of the reason why it makes so much sense is just the, the simple fact that we have to have a routine, we have to have a rhythm. And the moon, the moon can give us that rhythm to make our gardens move forward in a progressive way that makes sense. In other words, you're going to do one thing now and then you're going to do another thing next. Well, if you take that and lay in the, the lunar phases over it, it would make sense to plant things that you want to grow in the dark, in the dark. In other words, underground crops get planted when the, the moon is waned or has, is, is absent, you know, the new moon entirely. We also, I'll go to the classic apart from um, from 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 gardening, haircutting. With whether you get your haircut on the wane of the moon or the wax of the moon, depend ter- determines how fast it grows back. I know people that have done that study, and yes, in fact, it did make a difference. I also know people that go get their haircut when they need to, and <laughs> it grows just fine anyway. So there's things about it that are very subtle. I think anything that keeps us in a rhythm makes a lot of sense. I also think anything that can keep us going back and forth with our fathers and, and, and such about how things are going to work, I don't think that's a bad thing either. Here's what I would do. I would plant some right now, and then I would plant again in Good Friday. Or after Good Friday, and see if, and by the time we get to the to June or July, see if there's any difference. And then, right, right, because he was telling me, he said, "Son, what what does the moon do with the trillions of cubic feet of ocean?" And I said, "Well, you have a point." Yes, exactly, and, I, and you can measure these things absolutely. Right, because he was saying the decrease. Because if you plant your corn on the increase, he said, "Son, it ain't gonna affect the uh, the fruit on the the, th- the tree." He said, "It's going. You don't have a twelve foot high stalk of corn." So we kind of go back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. "I got a hunt, and I and I have one hundred twenty five tomato plants I'm trying to put in the ground today." So I just don't want to divide twenty foot long. You well, know what I mean? well, put ten of them in the ground today. Okay, let's make it. Let's do a test. And then save the rest of them for next weekend when he's ready for you to do that. And see if there's any difference and call me and tell me. I've, I've done this once, and I'm not going to tell you how it came out. But I will tell you that I am not as routine and organized a person as your father. I do pay attention to the phase of the moon, and usually I go on and do what I need to do when I have time to do it anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, well, 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 give me give me your prediction. Are we going to get that last freeze here in about the next couple of weeks? So, <laughs> I want your prediction. my my tea leaves tell me no, but 
I've been wrong before. I, the reason I say this is because they're lasting so much less time, and the amount of rainfall that follows is getting is a little bit less. The storms are a horrible, horrible part of this, and they are indeed worse than they, you know, the the whole business. I mean, we had record numbers of tornadoes in in many counties in the last two weeks. That's not that doesn't make me happy at all. But the fact that the the length of time that rains is a little slower, the fronts are going through a lot faster. I I think we're at the point where we're I, if I was planting in the ground, I would at least get started. I might not do everything, but in central Mississippi in zone 8 where I am, I am getting started. Okay, well thank you so much. Let me know how it goes. Tell your father I love him and I'm not trying to mess with his mind. <laughs> I don't want him to undo what he does. <laughs> Thank you much, Ed. I look forward to the results of our little test. If you are a lunar gardener, don't get mad at me. Um, I'm, I'm happy to, as I said, I do pay attention. I do understand what you're talking about. I have seen some results that were very positive. I've seen others where it made no difference at all. So it's, I think it's a matter of staying in your rhythm and in your routine. And if you're doing it that way, you're going to have a better garden. Okay. Ooh, good morning. Is it too late to plant gladiola bulbs? No, indeed, it is not. You can plant gladiola bulbs. I don't know exactly where you are, but it's a 601, so I'm going to go, like, maybe zone 8, zone 9, probably. The 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 answer is you can plant gladiolas every week from mid-February through the end of May, and you will get some flowers. So go for it. <laughs> I do love gladiolas. Um uh, there's just something about the a flower that opens up that way, that by the time you put it in the vase, you've got more days of the flower opening. That's just a joy to me, and I, I appreciate very much. I was happy to see that my gladiolas have come back up, um, but they are being overrun by the Asiatic jasmine. And uh, the, those have really, um, I've, I've got to get that stuff out of there. <laughs> They're going to take over the lilies next. I can't have that happen. That's just not going to work. But the gladiolas, the other thing I will tell you is that if you are a person like me who has way too much bamboo, this is a place to use it. Put the bamboo stick in, plant the gladiola bulb next to it. Then you don't have to worry about trying to support and keep a straight stem after the flower has come up it's important to understand that that's a different uh, you don't want to stick the stick in and grab the bulb by accident you know poke a hole in it so news coming up in the rest of the program today um (laughs) i'm not sure if this is true especially since daniel's about to be in college, but well, well, other college. He's in college, but he's going to go on again. Vampire bats bond when they are placed together, and this is somehow similar to college roommates. I'm going to try and figure out what that means. I have some friends who have been friends of theirs for ever since they were in college, and they're all older than me. But I got to tell you, I never thought of them as vampire bats. I'll let you know. Stick around. This is weekend gardening. Turn your radio Turn your radio Turn your radio Then listen to the music in the air Turn your radio Turn your radio Have the glory share Glory share Turn your lights down Turn your lights down Listen to the master's radio Get in touch with God Turn your radio Turn your radio Asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't. 
can't wait to hang up my team mascot. I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is just part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Does your driveway need a little spring because your tired vehicle has sprained its sprung? Well, then you need to bring your brung to Pinnacle Motors. Steve Owen and the friendly staff at Pinnacle Motors can up your game and get your ride back to where it should be. If they don't have it, they'll work for you in finding the best pre-owned car, truck, and SUV that's been inspected and has a warranty. They're also still buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info is all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen Social Security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Go big and go home during Miss Skelly's big home sale. The savings are big, up to $500 off. And the selection is too. Over $16 million of in-stock inventory. Plus, with 60 months financing, there's no down payment required. Instant gratification, endless possibilities. Take your new furniture, your big savings, and your down payment and go home. Go big during the big home sale. Only at Miss Skelly's. 
I bet you do. Wherever it is you're going today, thank you very, very much for taking weekend gardening with you. I appreciate it more than I can tell you. Uh, there's a there's a smile on my face every time anybody says, oh, yeah, I heard that on your show or, you know, and, and, and yes, it is about ego in, in the sense that you were listening to me. But it's even bigger than that. The world of radio listeners is a spectacular group of friends. If you listen to the radio, you might be driving through the countryside someplace. You might be going up the country or down the country or anyplace else. And the good news is somebody else is there, too. It's uh, it's not a lonely profession at all, even though we do tend to be alone in one room sometimes doing the broadcast or alone in one room listening to the broadcast. And that's really part of what is so exciting about understanding how we reach one another. There's new research out from Penn State that sort of, well, it does confirm what we have believed about things, about doing, about being. Um, I, I, I think the definition of meaningful activity probably needs to be stated because it does tell us in this study that meaningful challenging activities during their free time actually reduces your loneliness and at the same time increases your positive thoughts and feelings about yourself and about the world around you. That's the essence, of course, of horticulture therapy. Um, Horticultural therapy is all about working with plants to benefit yourself as well as the plants. And it is, in fact, true. The plants don't talk back. If you treat them well, they're going to respond. If you get in that routine and you do what the plant needs and you find the flower one day, you feel better, guaranteed. You go out there and the fruit's ready to pick, you feel better, guaranteed. You'll have more positive feelings about yourself and the world around you. This particular team, and it includes a professor of, I love this, Recreation Park and Tourism Management. That's a big job. They've been studying how to increase leisure and reduce loneliness, particularly in people who are the fish-out-of-water stories. You might be um, an older person who has always had a lot of people around you and now you've retired or your family is in another town or something you know has, has isolated you in that way. Or it could be a matter of health that isolates you or, or lack thereof. But it's also true that, um, for example, if you are the first person in your family to go to college or if you're the first person in your family to leave one country and go to school in another country, those are also fish-out-of-water experiences. And it's, a, it's something where we, as the, the people who are here, need to understand how loneliness can be challenged and alleviated by meaningful activity. Okay, so what is meaningful activity? Well, um, I don't know how to tell you this, but as much as I enjoy it, it's not six hours of solitaire on your telephone. No, I don't play that long. It's it's not uh, it's not not that. But but it might be, it might be playing better than your friends, or it might be having the comeuppance of your friends playing better than you. That is to say. Wordling in two, you know, rather than wordling in, oh, I don't know, three, four, or five. I wordled in three this morning. Thank you very much. Um, the, the question is always, what challenges you? What is meaningful to you? And it, it can be 
the going about in society, quote unquote, you know, talking to people, going to church, being around other people. It can also be things that you do that challenge you. And that sometimes is gardening. So I'm very happy to say that psychological, emotional and cognitive health are all related to loneliness. And if you are a person who experiences this in a negative way, think about how you're spending your free time. Give yourself the opportunity to do something different. You might find a different kind of gardening, for example, or you might find that you want to go to where other people are gardening. You might want to join the master gardeners and become one who does some good for the community in addition to the gardening that you're doing for yourself. So it's all very important. We we spend a lot of time in our lives trying to figure out how we're going to live and where we're going to live and what we're going to all these what we're going to do for a living and this and that. But it does come down to your internal self sometimes, too. And that has to do with how you spend your free time and how much you get out of it and whether or not you feel lonely. I I have never um, experienced boredom, per se. My, my mother ingrained in us that you could always find something to do, no matter where you were, no matter what was going on. And if you wanted to... You know, turn your nose up and say you were bored. It's because you didn't have any imagination. <laughs> now, I realize that's not entirely true, but that's what she ingrained in me. That's why I have this list I've told you all about. I don't have a bucket list. OK, I don't I, I don't want to go to Machu Picchu. I would like to, however, watch a two hour program from a drone that went to Machu Picchu so I can see everything. But I don't think I'm likely to be able to travel there. All right. So there's there's things I don't I want to see, but I don't necessarily want to do. There are, however, things that I want to do. There are things that I used to know how to do or things that I never quite learned how to do that I really do want to do. You probably have this list. You may want to learn how to graft. You may have seen those pictures where there's seven different apples on one tree, you know, making apples, and it's one apple tree with seven grafts on it. You may want to do that. You you may, like me, want to make something that involves yeast bread without killing the yeast, which I've never managed to do no matter how many times I try it. I have a new recipe, by the way. I'm going to try another one. <laughs> but that's what keeps us going and keeps us really challenged and actually puts off that loneliness. Now, of course, friendships and bonding can also do the same thing. Ohio State University is, for some reason, and I'm about to tell you what I think the reason is, but for some reason, they've got people studying social bonding in vampire bats. (laughs) Words you never thought would be strung together in one sentence, right? But it, it, I really believe it's because they they have the opportunity to work at the Smithsonian Tropical Research Institute in Panama. Why wouldn't you want to do that? If I need to study vampire bats to go there, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Get on the plane. So what they found, though, is so interesting. They take these groups of vampire bats, and they put them in smaller groups for a while, and then they put them in a bigger group for a while, and then they separate them out into pairs, and then they mix them back together again in their populations. In this particular study, what they learned, and it's reported in biology letters, it, they, they did seven adult female vampire bats from three distinctly different and differently located roosts to produce the 21 bats for the study. So they didn't go out and trap a whole bunch of bats. They just studied these 21 that came from three different places. What they found was that pairs of bats from different places bonded when they were put in the same spot. You know, they, they would get to know one another. 
And then when they're released into the general population, they stayed friends. They stayed together. They continued to help each other with grooming and and roosting and all those other things that that vampire bats presumably do. I think that's really interesting. They continued those friendly relationships after after just a, a few days, one week, after one week of time spent together. The next couple of months, they stayed closer friends with that bat than the other bats in the organ in the group that they presumably had known before. Now, what does that tell us? Well, it does tell us a little bit about college roommate things that can work and cannot work. Um, and, and I'm happy to tell you that my son's roommate from college, which is a good number of years ago now, did fly from the West Coast to come to his wedding, and that's very. To me, that's a long-term relationship. Um, I've had friends come from far away when I got married. That's very wonderful to me. That's a long-term relationship. And it's not one that, that would have ever happened had that had people not been put together, in my case, in work situations, in his case, in an education situation. Pay attention to the people around you is what I'm trying to say. You may find somebody there that you're going to know the whole rest of your life. Or you may find somebody frankly, that teaches you something about who you don't want to be around for the rest of your life. You know you're thinking that. You're thinking, I don't want to be around a vampire bat. Well, you might not. And you might have to change roommates sometimes, or you might have to change desks, you know, in an office. But that's where these bonds begin. That's where friendships occur. And sometimes they can be quite long-lasting. Arlene's in Biloxi. Good morning, Biloxi. She's got zucchini plants blooming for a week, but none are producing zucchini. She's seen the bees. Um, <laughs> my brother says the, the, to give up and harvest the blossoms and saute them to eat. Well, you can certainly do that, but I might not. Here's the thing. Look at your zucchinis, and if they are, if the flower comes directly off the stem, that's one thing. If the flower has a little space behind it that is swollen up between the base of the flower and the stem, that's the female. So in other words, you've got male and female flowers, and you may have to take a little. Oftentimes at the beginning of squash season, we get all male flowers. So that is why sometimes people will take them all and fry them up, and they're delicious. Stuff them with cream cheese or whatever you do with them. And, but at the same time, the females are coming along. So check your flowers. See if you have male and female flowers. If you do, take a paintbrush, get into the male, get out the pile and put it on the female, and off you go. If you only have males, that's just normal. It's going to happen at this point in the season, and I would expect the next round of flowers after you take off about half of these and put them into the fryer for dinner or the saute pan for dinner, you'll find that you're having some females. Um, but that's a really common problem. I'm glad that you brought it up because it makes it makes so much sense for us to discuss it now. And indeed, zucchini, yellow squash is the one that is notorious for this, but zucchini does it also. That That is very true. I have, um, I've never lived with a parrot. I had neighbors that had parrots. They were loud. <laughs> I could hear them at my house. I never I always wondered, what is that like when they start up in your house and you're asleep or something? But quite a few parrots, you know, live to be very, very old. And the question has always been, why? You know, it's, 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 what does it have to do with, can we predict it? Can we even know? You know, is it just sort of random? Well, no, it's not indeed. The study led by Max Planck researchers, love those folks, have shown that one of the traits, 
one of the one of the traits that does go to that long lifespan is their remarkable cognitive ability, that ability to talk, that ability to, you know, use tools with their beak and that kind of thing. It goes directly to our study, that, that the study I was just telling you about, uh, about loneliness. If you're keeping things going, interestingly, you are more likely to have a more active and a happier, more less lonely, we'll say, life, okay? The parrots are the same way. By looking at 217 different species, they determined that some of them have extremely long lifespans, which are usually only seen in bigger birds. But they demonstrated the cause might be the fact that their brains are relatively large, too. So I think that this is very important for us to recognize that the size of the brain does also go to the longevity and the cognitive ability of parrots, but they may not be the only ones. (laughs) Um, Yes, in fact, for example, scarlet macaws, sulfur-crested cockatoos, those are the ones you hear that frankly, sometimes outlive their masters. They'll be 30 or 40 years old. And, in fact, others that have smaller brains have smaller expectations for longevity. Okay. Um, what is your thoughts on the honeybee and almond trees? I'm, I'm going to guess because I don't really know, but tell me if I'm wrong because you're texting, and I appreciate that. You can let me know. I expect that you're talking about trucking honeybees to the almond orchards because that has to be done. Um, I'm torn about it, and and here's why. I presume that the once the honeybees get there, they love the the almonds, and obviously the almonds are something that we all love. But the difficulty of transporting them and the difficult life that they have in the the in in prior months where we understand that there are many more problems in those hives because they're so they're not they don't live in trucks but they're packed in pretty tightly because they've got to be able to be picked up and moved to these different places. Um it's a very difficult thing to decide whether or not that's actually good for for the honeybee. Now, one of the things that we saw the price of almonds go up a few years ago when there were so many colony collapse disorders they couldn't get the bees to the uh, orchards. That's a problem because obviously a, a lot of folks depend on almonds for, for much of their diet or for good chunks of their diet. But it does put that whole thing into a real first world problem kind of category because honeybees, where almond trees are native, I'm sure that there's pollination that happens. Where we grow vast acreages of them, however, we actually have to bring in the pollinators for it. And sometimes that can be a bit of a challenge both to the trees they're pollinating, but also to the bees themselves, not to mention the vagaries of the market and how do we get there. So it's a, it's a difficult question. I know it's going to go on. And I sure do like almonds, but, oh, it's a toughie. Thank you for the question. I appreciate that. You know what? I can about see myself. This is Weekend Gardening.
Mississippi, we look out for one another because that's the Mississippi way. I'll be honest. Not long ago, I was unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine because I had a lot of questions. And after talking to my healthcare provider, I got the answers I needed to make an informed decision about protecting myself and my community. Because that's the Mississippi way. Got questions? Get informed by visiting themsway.com or talking to one of the physicians with the Mississippi State Medical Association. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pelium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pilium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. This is Dr. Will Lomflett with Capital Dental. We are proud to offer the most up-to-date technology to ensure you are receiving the best possible dental care. Book your appointment online today at CapitalDentalInc.com. That's Capital Dental. The True Crime Podcast, What Happened to Sandy Beal, investigates the alarming death of a young woman who dreamed of a career in law enforcement. Journalist Melissa Jeltson untangles the mystery at the heart of the case, revealing a troubling pattern of behavior from officials and a possible conspiracy. I didn't take any of that crap because I could tell that they were hiding something. Listen to What Happened to Sandy Beal wherever you get your podcasts. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
This is weekend gardening. Yeah, you can wait for it. It'll ring sometimes. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. Tom Petty. Yeah, Wilburys. Yeah, all that. Anyway, um, great joy to be here with you on Saturdays. Love hearing from you during the week. I hope that you will go to linktr.ee. That's linktree slash garden mama. And uh, find out all about the ways that you can get in touch with me and the other things that are going on in Garden Mama World. I deeply appreciate your attention and sincerely love all of you. I've been told recently by many people that uh, the time is now. The time is now to tell people that you love them. The time is now to never take advantage. You never want anybody to take advantage of a friendship or a kindness, but you want to make sure that they understand that you're extending one, too. A lot of people are feeling kind of cold, maybe some of that loneliness. You don't need to do that. You can be in the radio world. You can be in the garden world. Both of those will bring a great deal of joy to your life, and I appreciate all of you being here with me. Um, This is a good one. Cindy says, when's the best time to fill and hang out our hummingbird feeders? I would say now. (laughs) Uh, Same is true of bird feeders for the the southern songbird migration as as they're coming north. I have I have regular visitors to my garden. Uh, the, the 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 hummingbirds are, are not there yet. They will be when in, in, in a minute. We've seen them in in North Mississippi, so they'll be in Central Mississippi before too long. The um the the, the other direction though, the songbirds moving north. The the loud noise coming out of the Eliagna shrub at, at my house the other morning was like, oh, the cardinals must be back. And sure enough, they are. I heard them before I saw them, which Ken Hackman would be very happy about, our bird man. Um, he would be very, very happy to know that I could actually hear one and recognize. But it's because they're so... They, by the time they get to the Ely Agnes, I, 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 they don't live that far away. It's not like they're, you know, um, wrens or something that, that fly forever. But they are literally back setting up housekeeping for the spring and summer, and they are hilarious. They they are they are eager to get going, and they're very disturbed by anything else that gets in their way. <laughs> but what do their bird? What do their birds say? What do little birdies say first? What do people say first? Well. Most children, this is not a prejudice, but most children do say mama first because it's easier than papa or dada. Um, My daughter defied all of that. She said her brother's name first. He still kind of thinks that's cool. And I can't disagree. Probably heard me say it a whole lot. (laughs) That's what I think that's what we always wonder. Why why do babies smile or why do they frown? Sometimes because of the way you're looking at them. If you're looking at them and frowning all the time, then they're probably going to frown back at you. But on the other hand, what happens after those very first words? And indeed, it, it can be as simple as what goes here and what goes there. And that means that this and that are in no matter what language it is, the words that mean this one or that one tend to be the next words that, that children use as they are learning. <clears throat> Indeed, um, everything between people in English, people in Spanish, people in speaking Mandarin, people who speak Takuna in Peru, all of us still want to differentiate between this and that. 
Um, if you have ever had the experience, and if you are not a firstborn child, you will not have had this experience. But if your parents have ever told you, you stopped talking, you said mama and papa, and then you didn't say anything else, that's because all they had to do was point. You you pointed, and, and your the adults around you, your caregiver, whoever it was, would bring it to you. Those of us who came along second, third, fourth, tenth, however many kids there are, had to say, I want this one or put that over there, you know, get that away from me. We didn't have we didn't have the advantage of having adults hanging on our every point. OK, yeah, it happened in my family, probably happened in yours, too. <laughs> no question. Um, Stephen, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Thank you for being here. It's uh I'm going to note something else that you said in another one that didn't have anything to do with me. It is difficult to get people to understand that there is such a thing as unsweet tea in places. I love going places where you have both choices because I actually like to mix them together. But it is sometimes, if you can just tell them no sugar, sometimes they do know what that is. You're exactly right. That's a good one. Andrea's in Madison weighing in today. Oh, she put out her hummingbird in Madison. Had a hummer this morning. Okay, good. That's that's exactly what we like to hear, exactly what's happening and when it's happening. Um, I can tell you that I thought the cold nights, these last couple ones, might knock. There's already tomato flowers on one of my tomatoes. I thought it might knock them off. It didn't. So I'm happy about that. There's, uh, it's real important for us to share this kind of joy because everybody now is going to go hang up their hummingbird feeder. Believe me, I have to go find mine. I think it broke. Some things blew off in, in a, a, a bit of a storm last fall, and I, I don't think I ever picked that back up. Oops. Might have to go get a new hummingbird feeder. <laughs> that wouldn't be so bad. You know how we think about um, the difference in ourselves from creatures and i've got to tell you sometimes we're not as different from other creatures as we might want to believe that we are Um, a lot of people have said that i'm crazy when i talk about the trees that the birds get underneath and get on and wait until the end of the winter like the very last berries because those berries have fermented in the winter weather and at times yes for example, possum haw or Alex decidua, you will see birds hanging off of them and occasionally falling off the branches because they have intoxicated themselves a little bit too much. Well, UC Berkeley, for some reason, decided they needed to study drunken monkeys. And yes, they will get fruit with alcohol. They will leave it in places um, to, to give itself the opportunity to ferment. I, I really, really love this. There, there's a book about this that I did not read, but there's now work, new work being done um, to show us that, in fact, the the monkeys, unlike us, actually utilize, in terms of looking at their the way that their whole body used the alcohol, they use it as an energy source. Uh-huh. They, uh, <laughs> I believe, I'm pretty sure I was taught that in bartending school, too. No, not really. But here's the, there's a lot of evidence for this idea, and now they are getting us not only in the anthropology world, but also in the, the, math, the mam, mammal world, excuse me, this whole notion that the proclivity of humans to consume alcohol comes from our affinity for fruit, eat, fruit eating and the naturally occurring ethanol that happens within that fruit. Um, 
I just tell you this really mainly because today I want to tell you the word that's got to be the word you 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 must use this word today. Frugivorous. Mm-hmm. All it means is that you eat fruit. But what a wonderful bunch of syllables. Frugivorous. It's a very frugivorous day. We're having strawberries, you know, or something like that. Make sure you use that word so everybody will enjoy it. Two feeders are up. Really great. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate your kind words. Beautiful tulipa. Oh, I love that. That's gorgeous. Two feeders up, and they're fighting over them now. All right. This is wonderful. Good, good news. I I always love it when the hummingbirds come to see us and stick around because, frankly, it tells you that you're doing something right in your garden. And I hope whatever you're doing in your garden is right for you. That's what I'm here for is to help you figure out what that is and how to make it better because this is Weekend Gardening. I'm Garden Mama. I'll be back here again next weekend. Get in touch in the meanwhile, Mama on air at yahoo.com. And, of course, linktree.com slash gardenmama. Thank you very much. Thank you, Daniel. Have a great week, y'all. See you next Saturday. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Hop on in to Nandy's Candy for all your Easter treats. Personalized eggs, caramel divinity, peanut butter and chocolate whip eggs, chocolate bunnies and ducks, hand-blown eggs filled with chocolate, sugar eggs, stuffed animals, jelly bellies, foil-wrapped bunnies and eggs, sour bunnies, bunny corn, empty or pre-made baskets, and so much more. Nandy's Candy, 1220 East Northside Drive in Maywood Mart, exactly where the Easter Bunny shops. Shop online at nandyscandy.com for in-store pickup or shipping. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.